your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. The Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland is encouraging people to apply for grants to upgrade their homes as we're entering into the summer months. They have the new one-stop shop service government grants, which have recently been increased to support homeowners. And Susan Andrews from SEAI joins us this morning. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Gillian. Um, Susan, everybody's thinking about this. Well, mm-hmm. almost everybody, I suppose, yeah. probably because we're getting the bills. And, you know, we're also, I think, as a nation, we are concerned about climate change and the impact yeah. of that as well. And obviously the government is doing its bit and this is part of it with the grants. Mm-hmm. But it is a minefield. Like, uh, not knowing where to start, what do you do? Do you, do you put... Um, solar panels on your ceiling or do you, on, on your roof or do you fill the cavity walls? What is the best option for your own home? Yeah, well look, it is it is daunting and as you say, we're all watching our energy bills rising and the one thing about carrying out any type of home energy upgrade is that, you know, we always focus on the initial cost and there's initial cost with every upgrade to your home, but you're actually going to get a payback with this and the government have just increased the grant. So they used to cover about 30% of the cost of works now they're covering up to 50%. And in the case of attic insulation and cavity walls, they're actually covering up to 80%. So there are significant grants there. But as you say, it's hard to know where to start. We would always say, look, start with an independent BER assessment. So we have a list of independent BER assessors on our website. So that's your building energy rating. They'll come out to your house and they'll do very non-intrusive. They don't drill holes or anything like that in your walls. They'll look at how well insulated your home is. So they'll look at whether you've got attic insulation, whether you've any type of wall insulation. They'll look at your windows and doors. They'll be able to determine, you know, the age of them, how well insulated they are, how they're performing. They'll look at your heating system, whether you have open fireplaces. They even look at things like your light bulbs. So all of that gives them a way to calculate the energy efficiency of your home. And at the end of that, you're going to get what's called a personalised it's a personalised roadmap, it's an advisory report and it's specific to your house and it'll tell you where your house is energy efficient and where it's not and then it'll give you an idea of what you need to focus on and what grant supports are available. So that's a really good starting point. And there how is much a, does that cost? Yep, there is a cost, so it roughly costs, you know, we would always say shop around we've, you know, I think there's about six, seven hundred assessors on our list, so do shop around. Um, it'll cost cost about three, between three, five hundred euro, you know, varying. And if you do decide to carry out the grants and depending on what grant route you go, you will get, um, you have to do a post and BER assessment after you do the works and you get a grant towards that post um, BER. But it is a really good starting point. And then what I'd say is we have two main grant options that are not means tested. So they're for all homeowners and landlords. So you If you want to do multiple upgrades in one go, bring your house to a minimum B2 BER rating, then have a look at our newly launched one-stop shop service. So that's for people that want to do multiple upgrades. And it is a big task. So this one-stop shop will be your one point of contact and they manage everything from start to finish. So they'll manage... And the the assessment, the pre-assessment of your home, they'll assign the contractors, they even look after the grant application. The real benefit here for the homeowner, as well as taking the hassle out of the whole process for them and guiding them through the process, the homeowner's getting that 50% grant up front, so it's deducted from the cost of work. So that's a significant change in the grant process. 
Now, we also know that there's a lot of homeowners that aren't in a position to do all of those upgrades in one go. So we do have individual grants. So they're the same grant values. The grants are fixed values. They roughly, depending on your house type and what works you're doing, they'll cover up to about 50%. And as I said, for attic and cavity wall, up to 80%. So you can do it individually in a piecemeal fashion. And in that case, we have a really quick online application system. The homeowner just needs to go onto our website All they need is the NPRN number, that unique identifier on their electricity bill. Pop it in our system and they'll get grant approval straight away as long as the grant hasn't already been applied for on that home. And then they choose their own registered contractor. So we have a list of about 800 registered contractors on our website. They look after the works. And in that case, then they apply for the grant after the work. So they're the two routes. If you're doing the big upgrade all in one go, you go to the one-stop shop, you get that grant um, value upfront deducted from the cost of works. If you want to do it in stages over time, you can go through our individual grants route. There's a lot of work in this. I know you've providing mm-hmm. you're providing a, a great service by giving a lot of information on the various different things that you can do to your home in one place. Yeah. There's information there on the grants that are available, but not necessarily on how much the work is going to cost. So people have got to do their own research on that, have they? They do. I mean, what we would say is the grants, as I said, they were increased there in February and they are based on current market prices and they've allowed for inflation. So the grant values are fixed grant values and they should cover about up to about 50% of the cost of the works. But you do have to bear in mind, I mean, that's taking an average of houses. So it will depend exactly on the works that need to be done. So in some cases, a house might need additional works done. So it's going to cost slightly more. And in that case, then the grant will be lower than 50%. And then in other cases, you might find that there's less work required to bring it up to standard and then the grant is going to cover more than 50%. So it kind of swings in roundabouts, but that gives you an indication of what you should expect to be getting in terms of quotes. But it's really important to shop around, get your three quotes minimum and make sure you have a contract in place with your contractor that you're happy with who you're using. So Susan, you said, I, I think 50% for attic insulation, is it? Or is that for easy? At- That's 80%. So actually for attic insulation and cavity wall, and the reason being is that we really want homeowners to start on this home energy upgrade journey. So, you know, as I said, we know lots of people aren't able to fork out the big upfront costs and do the upgrade in all in one go. But even as a starting point, you're losing up to 30% of your heat through uninsulated attic space or uninsulated walls. And attic and cavity insulation, both of those are fairly quick and easy to do. They're, they're, They're on the lower scale in terms of price so we're really trying to encourage and incentivize and and support homeowners to get those works done and you're going to benefit from increased comfort in your home and also you're going to see those monthly energy bills dropping because you won't need to have your heat on as much because you're keeping your valuable heat in your home. That is the big question as well is how Mm. much money can people save from investing in their home in this way? Well, it, again, it, there's so many factors. It depends on the type of house, the size of the house, how many people live in it, how you use your energy, your fuel type. But if you look at an average semi-detached house, if you bring one that's, you know, a low BE or rating, say an E, and bring it up to a minimum B2, you could be saving between 700 to 1,000 euro a year on your energy bills. And but how much is it going to yeah. cost to bring it from an E to a B2? Well, you, again, you could be looking, depending on the house type, at about €30,000 and then you're getting that 50% grant towards it. So it'll cover about £15,000 um, of the grant, of the, of the total cost of work. So you're getting half of that back from the government. 
Susan, the houses that are being built today, mm-hmm. will they ever need any of these works? So I presume that now that we've got things sorted in such a way that all new homes are really, really tight in terms of energy. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, building regulations have come on in leaps and bounds over the years. So all of the new houses now aren't being built with open fireplaces. They're built with really good levels of insulation and floor insulation. They're putting heat pump systems in and heat pumps are really energy efficient heating systems that, you know, are super alternative to fossil fuels. And they're much more healthier because you're getting rid of burning fossil fuels in your home and they keep a steady temperature in the house. So for us, we're looking at like the average house in Ireland, older house, has a BER rating of D or lower. So they're really carbon intensive. So that's where we want to focus those grants to really support those homeowners to bring their homes up. So you can actually bring your home up to a new build standard. What's the most popular job for people to get done in their homes at the moment? Well, I suppose the, 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 the quick and easy one, as I said, is the attic insulation. I mean, that's really... I'd say a no-brainer. It's it's really non-intrusive. There's not amount a huge amount of work you could get it done in less than a week, um, and then the grant is covering eighty percent of the cost of works once you go through one of our registered contractors, um, and that's the best place to start. Are there really many attics out there that aren't insulated? You'd be surprised, yeah. But, well, but, you know, how the, as I said, the majority of houses have a D rating or lower, so that will give us an indication that they're very poorly insulated. And it's not even that, actually, that's a good point. It's not that they have no attic insulation, but because they were built older, they were built with lo- much lower levels of attic insulation. So you might think you've got a really well-insulated attic, but actually compared to the newer regulations, which now say a minimum 300 mil of attic insulation is required. Um, so it's, it's a case of topping that up. You might not have to rip everything out. It could just be putting an extra layer of insulation on top of your existing attic insulation. Okay, well, you mentioned that new bills don't have open fires. And we had a bit of a debate on the show here last week about that because, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, but the point was made that in the event of a power outage, mm. people have very few options to heat their homes and that they, they may need an open fire. And the local councillors here wanted to ensure that new homes are built with chimneys so that people could at least uh, have the option of uh, heating their homes with solid fuel if they could you know we're trying yeah. to control their you've more control over your energy um, costs if you're using an open fire than if you're using um, you, you have to go by bill pay well the first thing I'd say to that is you're losing 70% of your heat through an open chimney. So you're actually just burning money um, when you're running a fire. You're, you're getting less than 30% of heat into your room. So they're highly, highly inefficient, not to mention that they're really bad for your health because you've got all that ash and, and bad air coming into the room. But what I would say is that new builds, and even now if you were to go through the grant route with a heat pump, Heat pumps have to cover 100% of your heating requirements, but you are permitted to put in a stove as a backup heat source. So a stove, it's a better alternative. They're much more efficient than an open fire because they're enclosed and they give off a great amount of heat and they're, they're probably a little bit better in terms of air quality in your home. But ultimately, we're trying to get away from burning fossil fuels. And if somebody has an open fire in their house, would you be recommending that they brick it up? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, as you say, you, you're losing 70% of that heat when you're burning coal or briquettes or anything through an open fire. 70% is going up the chimney, so you're not actually getting any value for money out of it. 
Uh, and what about the possibility of being in a power outage and, you know, your heat pump doesn't work because there's no electricity? Yeah, well, no boilers will work in a power outage. So even if you're on gas or oil, your boiler won't fire up because it still needs electricity to run. And that's something people forget. They assume because heat pumps are only on electricity and that they're the ones that are not going to work. But no, no heat source, no boilers will but run. But an open fire would work in a, in a power outage. I mean, if you four would, days, yeah. four days of no electricity and there's plenty of homes. Our texters have got in touch with us, um, listeners to Limerick today, to tell us of multiple stories of being too up up to two to four days without electricity following storms and various other problems. And, you know, you're in that situation and you can't even throw in the middle of winter, and that's when their storms happen. You can't even throw a log in an open fire. What do you do? Well, as I said, if you go down the heat pump route, you are permitted to keep um, a stove so you can replace your open fire and install a stove as your backup. It's just when, if you are going with a heat pump, it needs to be sized so that it provides you with 100% of your space heating requirement. Okay, well, we'll move on because that's a a debate that we've had already on the show uh, with the councillors and there's various different opinions on it. But Mm -hmm. um, in terms of applying now uh, for when people have done their research and they've got their bare assessment of their building, um, Mm -hmm. what's the next step after they they apply for the grant? How long can they be expected to wait for works to be undertaken? Because there's, there's kind of a race on for it now. Well, it depends on, yeah, well, demand is huge. We're not going to lie. I mean, demand has been huge for, you know, even before um, the end of last year, we saw a massive increase in demand, which is great. And we want people to be aware. But I suppose in general, the construction industry is under pressure. Um, and and we know that. So there is, a, you know, a bit of a lag in terms of getting contractors out to survey your house and do the works. So that's something to bear in mind. It's, it's not just with the SEAI grant programs, it's across the board. But if you're doing the individual grant measures, um, we've this online application system that's really quick, and you can just apply it online, you get your approval in place within 24 hours, and you've up to eight months to carry out the work. So you're in control of that time frame. And if you run into trouble trying to meet the eight works or eight month works time frame, you just give us a call and we'll work through it with you. We don't want to see anybody stuck. With the one-stop shops, that only opened in February. And when it opened in February, it opened for encouraging contractors to register with the SAI to become one-stop shops. So they're still going through that registration process. We have a number on, live on our website now. I do know that there is um, a waiting time to, for them to come out to survey your home simply because of demand. But we have another, I think there's about 12 more coming online in the next, in the couple, next couple of weeks. So it is at the very start of the process. The government has invested 8 billion euro in this area, in this whole area, up until 2030. So we will see demand starting to ramp up. We'll see more people yeah. upskilling in this retrofit area. And, and that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and we know that they've, uh, they're opening a skills training centre in Roxburgh here in Limerick to train. I think it's up to 1,500 people in the skills yeah. necessary for retrofitting. We've had a, a couple of questions here from listeners. Michael wants to know if the grant money from the government is being added to the price of the works being carried out and if there's any loan system in place to borrow the balance of the money. A lot of people wouldn't have that kind of cash available. Mm. It's not as straightforward as it sounds. Yeah, well, first of all, the grants were... So they've just been increased there in February. So they have been 
at around 50% of the cost of works, they're at market value and it has taken in a level of inflation. So what we'd always say is shop around and make sure you're happy with the quotes you're getting. And in terms of loans, there are a number of financial providers, banks, credit unions that are offering low interest green loans specifically for home energy upgrades. And towards the end of this year, I'm not fully familiar with when it's launching, the government is going to bring out government-backed low-interest loans specifically to support people with home energy upgrades. And then a comment from a listener as well, Susan Phillips says, uh, heat pumps are a rob on your electric, your bill will double. No, that's not the case. But what it is really important to understand is that your house needs to be really well insulated. So, like, we have a three-step process to carrying out, you know, bringing your house to B2, get it assessed first so you know what to do, then insulate your home so it's really, you know, airtight and keeping the heat in, and then add the renewables like the heat pump because a heat pump does need a really well insulated home so that you're not leaking a lot of air out of the home, and in that way it's going to work at a really high efficiency. If you put a heat pump into a home that has really poorly insulated walls, attic spaces, doors and windows, it'll end up having to work in overdrive to to give you that heat output and that's when you're going to see the high electricity bills. So we actually have a step in place with the heat pump grant that you must make sure that your house is really well insulated before you install the heat pump. All right, we leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for joining us on Limerick today. No problem at all. Susan Andrews from Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live.